Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I'm Rochelle Danae Poth, and welcome. If this is the first time listening, thanks for tuning in. And if you have been listening to my prior episodes, thank you for coming back. One thing that I will tell you if this is your first time tuning into my podcast is that I change the topics. Um, I never really know for sure when I end the one podcast episode what the next topic will be. Sometimes I think of something throughout the week. I go to a professional development session or I have a conversation with somebody. It might come about because I've read something um, or I have feedback from somebody who's asking for some extra resources or something like that. So uh, that's where all of my ideas come from, which have ranged from things like mentoring, self-care, artificial intelligence, uh, project-based learning. I did the most recent episodes were on coding since we had Computer Science Week, uh, December 9th to December 15th, going global with project-based learning, uh, also social-emotional learning. So those are just some of the episode topics that I had before this one, which is episode number 15. And with the time of year now being a time when a lot of schools go on winter break, um, families are making plans depending on what their traditions are, and we have you know time away from our schools, our classrooms. Before we head back into the new year, 2020, I thought it might be a good time to talk about some ideas for starting fresh in the new year. Um, school and being an educator today requires a lot of time. It's exhausting. It's awesome. But we can, you know, it can lead to burnout. And a lot of educators that I've spoken with, you know, uh, there's an increased focus on self-care and finding balance and making time to break away so that we have that time with family and friends. We have time to recharge, um, to just disconnect from a lot of the things that keep us occupied. And I've been asked a lot, like, how do you find balance? And I'm not so sure that I ever really do. But after reading uh, the book, Stillness is Key, uh, also just being intentional about my plans each day, setting aside time to sit down and read for at least a half an hour, uh, looking at blogs, listening to podcasts while I go for a walk. There are some things that for you know your mental health and your well-being that you want to make sure are part of your day. And of course, making time for family and friends, um, having time where nobody has their devices to go out and do something fun, whether it's see a movie, go to a game, have dinner, any of those things. And I think that whenever we have these breaks from school, it's a good opportunity, obviously, to take care of some of those things that kind of fall by the wayside along the year um, without having enough time in our day. It happens, but it's also a time that we can look and think about what our year has been like and make some plans moving forward and start fresh in the new year, which unbelievable, it's going to be 2020. And so after we have hopefully a period of time to relax and recharge with family and friends, um, we might have some time to think about, you know, reflecting on what the year has been like so far, maybe even take advantage of some learning over the break. And that can just be something simple, uh, reading a book, listening to a podcast, taking in a webinar when we have a little bit extra time in our day. And so there's so many things that we have to keep track of and plan for throughout our school year that we can forget about some of the you know easy ways to make connections, ideas that we wanted to try, find some new strategies for our classroom. And so thinking about some of these before heading back to our classrooms in January uh, might not be a bad idea. So I came up with a few ideas and areas that I thought might make a difference 
for our teaching experience, um, and definitely, and probably even more importantly, or most importantly, have an impact on those who we lead and learn with. And number one for me, and it wasn't always the case, but number one for me now is relationships. I think the first thing, the most important thing that we have to focus on at the start of every school year, every day, uh, in the new year, is building relationships with our students and helping them to foster relationships with their classmates as well. And we have so many different ways we can do this. It can be by planning a specific activity, maybe changing how we approach each school day. I've done things like icebreakers at the beginning of the year, have students work together in stations on different learning activities, playing games where they're practicing the content, but they're also interacting with their peers um, or just even doing random things that they come up with. Uh, I think it's really important that we be intentional about making ourselves present and available to our students. And I know last year and even earlier on this year, even though I had this as my number one goal, there were times that I missed opportunities to meet the students at my classroom door when they came into the room and not being there, even just for a quick interaction, a hello, how are you doing uh, conversation that matters a lot to me and not having those opportunities. I, I noticed it at the end of the day, whenever I would reflect on my day and the interactions that I had. And so I think it's really important that we make time to greet students um, not just the ones in our classroom and standing in our door as they come in, but the students in the hallways of our school and include those that aren't in our class because we want all of our students to feel connected. It's so important for us to build those relationships with our students and for us to help them to build their own social emotional learning skills so they can feel comfortable and they can be confident when they're interacting in our classroom, feel welcome in our classroom as well. And I do believe that by starting with these relationships and building that sense of community in our classroom, that we can, I mean, that's a great start, continue to work on that throughout the year, and it will definitely benefit students and benefit us as well. And as I said, that was not something that was part of my practice for many years. And if I could go back and change it, I would, but I can't. And the best that I can do now is be aware of that and be intentional of setting out each day to make those connections with students. Another component that I think is really important is family engagement, um, coming up with a way to make those initial connections with our families, starting from the beginning of the school year and being consistent. And I know that's something that I constantly need to work on is being consistent. I can have the best plans. I can start off strong, but other things pop up and it seems like, you know, I, I lose that that pattern that I had going of making those connections with families and promoting family engagement is one of our most important responsibilities. We need to have those regular communications, build those connections. And when we do that, I, I truly believe that that's when we can provide the best learning experience and support for our students. And at the start of the year, that's a great time to get started. I typically send a form for parents. Often I will create a Google form uh, or have a link to a survey that, so I can really learn more about what their preferences are, um, if there are any barriers for them to have access to the class resources, if they have any concerns. It just helps me to best plan for how to keep the families connected, um, how to inform them on a regular basis, whether that means sending something weekly um, in an email or creating a newsletter or using a messaging app like we do use Remind. And sometimes it might even involve using a tool like Flipgrid to create a video update. But when we have a strategy in place, that will help us to start strong and have this supportive connection between home and school for our students. 
uh, our learning space. That's another big area for me. I try and create a space that's welcoming. Um, you know, not necessarily like for many years, I had the desks lined up in rows and I didn't have enough opportunities to interact with my students. They couldn't move around as much. They couldn't interact with their peers. And I just one time decided to break up the rows. Uh, but this year, my classroom, when I came back for the summer, from the summer, the classroom was set up with the desks in rows and I had to keep them that way because I had more students than last year. And it was also a way for me to really be intentional about getting to know each student, their name, um, have those conversations with them. It helped me to be very consistent with that. Now, I'm still thinking about a way to kind of mix up those desks because I do want the students to interact with their classmates and build those social emotional learning skills like we've been doing. But for the time being, it has worked well. Uh, but the biggest change is not the fact that the desks are back in rows, but that I'm not keeping myself in the front of the classroom. I also think it's important to have students involved with the way the classroom looks. So asking them to contribute artwork into the classroom or give some students, you know, the option if they want to make some changes, you know, add in different things that they want, change posters around in the room, but create a space that's, that's welcoming, that students enjoy being in, and that it's something that you've you know, designed together. Another big area for me is finding balance. Uh, there are so many responsibilities that we have every single day, and I know even if we have a routine set in mind and we start with it, things can pop up quickly and it, you know, doesn't end like the school day, the bell rings, our work does not end, it doesn't end on the weekend, which means our schedules become so filled with our work that often it leaves very little time for anything else. And so I think that part of our plan now has to be, we have to find ways to keep balanced, um, as balanced as we possibly can during the school year. And of course, also saving some time for our own professional learning because that's important too. And for me, over the past couple of months, I've really tried to focus more on this, uh, starting each day with reading, walking and listening to a podcast, anything like that, that gets me up and moving, or it breaks me away from the technology because I'm reading a book, but having set points throughout the day where I am consistent with those types of activities. And so what has worked for me and might be helpful for others is having those specific points where you do engage in certain activities. It might be time with family, going out to dinner, exercise, reading, writing, might even be taking a nap, which is not a bad thing. But once you kind of get started with that and having those specific points to kind of like check in throughout the day, it does help to keep us, you know, stay more balanced. Uh, definitely by having more time with our families, working on our physical and mental well-being is very important. And of course, if we're reading, if we're listening to podcasts, then engaging in those learning op opportunities help us to stay informed and relevant as well. Um, shortcuts, never a bad idea to have different shortcuts, you know, to help us save time. I know that I have a secret that I've shared a lot with people. And for me, it has definitely been a game changer. And that is that I use the voice to text feature for pretty much anything that I want to write. If it's a text message, an email, uh, a document, writing my books over the past year, I've used a lot of the voice to text feature just because uh, and we all know sometimes it's easier to really process your thoughts and to think through something when you're talking and having that capability where I can go take a walk. I can think about something from my day. I can reflect, uh, brainstorm ideas and just record it into that text format where then I can go back later, 
look at it, make any corrections with errors because sometimes it doesn't actually pick up what I'm saying. And I have to think like, what did I say that sounds like this? Um, but it definitely saves time. So think about the different written communication that you have to create. Is it emails? Are there parent forms? Uh, are you interested in writing a blog or even a book? Those are things that I've really been able to generate simply by speaking into my phone and then doing the edits, which definitely saves time. So I highly recommend that is, is something as something that you should do if you're thinking about, like, I really wish I had more time to write, try doing the voice to text. So those are just a couple of the areas that I've been focusing on and I plan to focus on even more in the new year, which hard to believe that it's coming up very quickly, 2020. But I think they are really important considerations for us as educators uh, and definitely for our own well-being. We hear a lot about mental health and wellness. And so trying to do some of these different things, save some time, but also make time in our schedule for ourselves, for our family, um, starting with a plan. Think about the most important areas and then just pick one thing. Um, it doesn't have to be everything all at once. Pick one have it become part of your daily practice, and then add something else to it because we are always learning and growing and there's always room for improvement. Um, but the biggest thing is just to get started with something. So why not in the new year, People, some people make New Year's resolutions and some people don't believe in them. But when it comes to education, I think after having the break in between, if you've had a winter break, then the new school year, kind of, January, 2020, would be maybe a period of time to start fresh with something that maybe you didn't get to in the first half of the year. So as always, thank you for listening. If you have other ideas to share, I would love to hear them. And uh, I will catch you on the next episode with not sure what topic. Maybe it'll be something continued from this one when I get some feedback. But thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.